Chapter 14 My dad made chicken for dinner that night. I'd spent the afternoon with my friends, debating the mess with Eric. We'd gone round and round, but in the end, we knew we would show up for the meeting. We had no choice, really. Barbecued chicken, skin on mashed potatoes, roasted corn on the cob. This was the absolute height of my father's cooking ability. So I had to eat it. I had to. But man, there is something about popping out through the throat of a bird that totally destroys your appetite for dead bird. How is it? My dad asked. Great, I answered. We were on the deck in our backyard. It was a house like the house we'd lived in long ago when we were a complete family. After my mom's death, that's still how I thought about it, my dad had spiraled down for a long time. He'd lost his job. We'd moved out of the house and ended up living in a pretty terrible apartment on the edge of a bad part of town. It was okay, really. I mean, having a lot of stuff in a nice house is cool, but it wasn't being poor that bothered me. It was being alone. My father had been off in some world of his own for a long time. I'd been the one who had to cook and clean and all that. It was nice having a house and a yard and a barbecue again. But it wasn't about the house. It was that my dad was my dad again. I know that sounds corny, coming from me. Another piece? Sure. Breast. I held up my plate and tried not to think about exploding crows, or the fact that I'd come very close to having beetle for lunch. Sometimes my life was just too weird. I had questions to ask my father, but I wanted them to sound natural. You know, like I was just making normal conversation. So, Dad, what are you doing at work lately? He shrugged and gave me a wink. We're finishing up the observatory project. I still can't figure out what happened there. That software your friend No accidentally created just sort of disappeared. My friend No was really Axe. There was a long story behind all that. You could probably ask our friendly neighborhood Andalite about it, but it wasn't a story I could tell my father. What do you do then, after you get done at the observatory? I asked, trying to seem totally casual by chomping on corn the whole time. My dad's eyes flickered toward me, almost suspiciously. He shrugged. A project I can't talk about for this company called Matcom. I laughed, trying to stay very casual. <laughs> Building a better bomb? He didn't answer for a few seconds. Then, in a strange voice, he said, I've never done weapons research. I was actually surprised. Why not? You gonna eat that chicken or just tease it? He gave me a long look, like he was trying to decide if I was old enough to hear what he was going to say. I picked up the chicken breast. Chicken wasn't crow, after all. It was your mom, he said. I stopped eating. The last year, year and a half, before, you know, before, it was like this perfect time for us. He smiled at some picture only he could see. We used to fight every now and then when you were younger, like most couples. But then... It was as if all our problems were gone, settled. Maybe I had changed. Maybe she had. I don't know. I felt cold fingers around my heart. It was the best time of my life, he said. It was like we'd achieved some level of perfect peace and perfect love. But at the same time, there were these times when your mother would seem upset. Like she was struggling with some problem she wouldn't tell me about. I had stopped breathing. I knew. I knew now when the change had been made. The perfect love my father was talking about was the yerk at work in my mother's head. 
The Ark wasn't interested in stupid little domestic battles. It wanted peace so that it could focus on deeper goals. Anyway, one night I woke up in the middle of the night. Your mom was sitting up in bed, wide awake. I knew she'd had a bad dream or something, but it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It was just... He shook his head. It was so strange. She sounded like she was trapped in a deep well and trying to call out to me. There were tears in my eyes. I hoped my father wouldn't notice. She said, They won't take you if you stay away from the military. It didn't make any sense. But the way she said it, like it was the hardest thing she'd ever said, like it was the most important thing she'd ever said. I had some idea just how hard it had been for my mother to say it. Sometimes, when there is some terrible need, the human being crushed beneath the yerk can force its way out. It can seize control for a few desperate seconds. They say the price the human host pays is terrible. The yerk has mental tortures it can carry on for weeks. My mother, my real mother, had struck when the yerk was distracted and for a few moments regained control. Anyway, my dad said, I know it was just your mom having a bad dream. But ever since then, whenever an opportunity came up to do defense work, I just got this bad feeling about it. I couldn't even pretend to eat anymore. Dad, are you thinking about taking on a military project now? He avoided my gaze. There are some very exciting things going on with this MATCOM. The thing they want me on isn't military in any way. But, well they do carry on some very secret work. I guess some of what they do is probably military. There it was. The reason Tom was trying to get me to bring my father to the sharing. My father was working on some project that the Yerks wanted to control. My mother had warned him. It may have been the last words that she, the real human woman, ever spoke to him. He was going to ignore that warning, and now the Yerks wanted him.